Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair and hop right down on those knees. We have a story to tell you that what? We're still learning about it. That's right. Welcome to Talk the Walk. I'm Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses, still reading. We are super happy to be here, and thank you for joining us wherever you might be. Why do you read that? Just clarity of mind. It takes away the genuine... Oh, oh, no, I'm still me. I'm still the person that read it. I'm still the person that either read it or didn't. Why don't you just say, what's up, y'all? Appreciate y'all being here. No, because it's consistency. Thank you. Come again. No, it's consistency. You say the same words every time, except you just change up the tones. I notice. You just said, though, I change up the tones. I just kind of go with the flow, with the mood. I give you blank Because I'm a stare. cool dude when I'm in the mood. And sometimes rude. <laughs> uh, do you ever go through, while you're, do you ever think while you're going through the episode and wonder if that's the, if that's the clip that Miles is going to take out and put on the, on the end of the. No. I do. There's so many times we'll be talking about something. <laughs> Somebody else say something or make a noise or yeah, oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> not necessarily. I just wonder. I wonder if that's on the production side of and this. I would, I would not be at all surprised if he put the 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 little my attempt at being a poet. Yeah, with your final line oh, on good it. Grief. You know, oh, you're and, such so overthinking it. So you're saying it's not an attempt at a poet. I actually am a poet. Quit overthinking it. I'm saying good grief. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just can't help but sit there and think, oh, I wonder if this is what he's This is what he might. Yeah, while we're here at the beginning, just just point of notice to to listeners, if you haven't heard it, because a lot of times I love, I listen to so many different podcasts, and um, I was listening to Jason Whitlock's Fearless before, you know, while I was waiting on you to get here and, and, uh, and so I, so, but once the music or whatever starts playing at the end, I gen- generally shut it off Yeah, or, or fast forward to the end. So it shows played or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so, thing to do. so yeah, don't do that on ours Yeah, you because a little Easter egg at the end. Yeah. There's always a little Easter egg at the end right before the song ends. There's a miles always, and it always gives me a chuckle. Yep. It always gives me a chuckle, whatever it is. Somehow he's, yeah. he's got a knack for putting some little something in yeah. there. He pulls some Easter egg from the show and plops it at the end. You know, something that was, I love it. Oh, I do. That too. Makes I it more fun. Just more fun. Light. Cause we always end up with a prayer at the end and, uh, and, uh, leave it on a, a note of hopefully conviction or something toward, whatever we, the subject was. But then at the very end, there's that funny lighthearted. And I'm like, I'm glad he does that. It makes it fun for me whenever I am go back and listen. I'm like, that, that's... And you can't just light. fast keep forward to the end just so you can hear. No, you got to listen to the whole thing. Listen to music. No matter how good or bad we did for the week. That's right. You have to listen to the whole thing. No cheatsies. Because you're in the fight with us. <laughs> and you're showing your support. By listening to the whole thing. That's right. 
And then we give you a little treat. Miles gives you a treat at the end for being to say thank you. A good little listener. (laughs) Crazy dudes (laughs) talking about crazy stuff. Crazy awesome stuff. I'm wanting to get to that. Get to that. What you were talking about. All right. So Miles asked us in uh, in suggested or threw out. Yeah, threw out a suggestion that we discuss and debate during the chill time as to who what what Star Trek character that we think mm-hmm. we best represent. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So fire away. Especially for those it. those of you who know Star Trek. Yeah. And are a Trekkie. Trekkie. Like we are, like we were raised to be. We saw the original series of Star Trek with our dad. He he had it running all the time. Then came the next generation, and then came what Deep Space DS9, Nine, Voyager, yeah. so many, so, so many. many. All right, so you can choose from any of those. I tell you, what, let's do this. You tell me yours, mm. who you think you, and who you think me, and I'll tell you who I think me and who I think you. Yeah, yeah. Go. I'm I'm. Commander Riker. Oh, you're Commander Riker. All right. I was thinking about it. I'm like, this could be just wishful thinking. You got to say why. Well, I mean, one, he's got the beard. Yeah, all right. He's tall and handsome. Tall, slender. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm going to let that one ride. You you must have something to you because you got a beautiful wife, so I'll give you that. Boom. Hit it. Tall, dark, and handsome. All right, but personality traits. How does that come into play? Well, I'm not a leader. I'm more of a number two guy. <laughs> number one. <laughs> He's number one. True. That's true. That's funny. Number, number one. one. Number one, which is a cool title. You yeah. just call me number one from now on, even though it's technically number two. That's yeah. funny how they did but that. But man, I I wouldn't disagree with you on that, and I would disagree with you on mm-hmm. that. I think the only reason you don't lead anything is because you don't want to lead anything. You just want to have ideas, nope. thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. and then let somebody else take the reins, mm-hmm. which isn't always a bad thing. Now somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did Riker ever? I'll tell you what. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do yours one week, and then we'll do mine the next week because we got about five. We, we don't have a whole lot of time to dive into mine. Yeah, right. So did Riker ever? But there's a little bit of Lieutenant Worf in me, too. He's a fighter. He's a battler. He's looking for nah. I mean, looking there's for probably a little bit from everybody, but you, who you most identify with. And so you say Riker. Now, Miles said Picard for you. Captain Picard, yep. 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 And I can't remember why he said it, but yeah, so that was interesting. So, and you're the next generation. So, you know, we were 70s, Jenny and I, you're 80s. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 Henry's five years older than me. Yeah. For, for the record. So that works. That works. All right. Let's see. Who would I say? Who would I say you are? I'd probably say you're McCoy. McCoy. Dr. McCoy. Ooh. Yeah. Little cantankerous. I might have to go with you on that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want to be Dr. McCoy. Kind of whiny. Like I'm, always coming through on things. Yeah. Kind of. Whiny is not the word I'd pick. Cantankerous. Whiny sounds like a little baby. Well, you're a middle child. That don't make me a little baby, son. That don't make me a little baby. It makes you a little whiny. Uh, 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 don't make you a whiny baby. 
I'm going to say you're a baby. He calls it like he sees it. Green-blooded Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about Dr. McCoy, I'm like, yep, that's, yeah, I'm going with that. I'm changing my. See, I know you better than you know you. You do, and that's often the case, isn't it? People know each other better than, than that person knows themselves because they could be in denial about stuff. I could I'm be. Not, I know darn well who I, who I am. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that next week. Oh, I'm, now I'm, we're going to have a conversation after this podcast then because I want to know what you think you are. So you jump in the ship from... from I'm jumping the ship from Riker Commander Riker. And I'm going to go over there on to Dr. McCoy oh, because he's... But that's not the next generation either though but whatever dr mccoy it depends on it depends on if you're talking about the dr mccoy from the old series or yeah, the but dr it, mccoy from the new series yeah but it's all from back then what do you mean the time frames are like still the same oh yeah it wasn't like doc well, played by two different actors you know they weren't the new 1701d on the new movies with the new actors, it was still old school. 1701 and 1701C. Mm. C, D. Or was oh. it B? It was D, dude. D, dog. No, D was the next generation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were not that. Well, they were 1701, and then that got blown up in Star Trek Three. 1701A? No. A. I think it was 1701A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But the D was the next generation, and it wasn't that mm-hmm. on the new movies. It was like these other starships. On the new movies? No, mm-hmm. it was still the Enterprise. But it wasn't this, you know, it wasn't the 1701D. Mm-hmm. That was something else. No, it's just 1701. It's yeah, just the Enterprise. Exactly. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It was going back. It was, the it was same, back in same the same enterprise. It, you know, new movies set back in that time. Yeah, a good so, movies too. But yeah, All McCoy, right. McCoy. Yeah, I'm definitely. He's he's ornery, and uh, he does like to argue. He he just does it well. He likes he likes the the bucking up against the boss, which I do too. I like to buck up against the boss. I like to break the rules. Mm-hmm. You catch me at a red light. Ain't nobody around. I might, I might go on through there. I might not wait on the green light. It could happen. I pushed the limits a little bit. Well, Gabe, let me ask you something. Mm. Money. Money, okay. You got homes. Okay, yeah. You got cars. You got clothes. Business. Me time. Mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. How important are these things? And you have three answers. Utmost importance. This is multiple choice? Multiple choice. Utmost importance. Not at all. Or somewhere in between. Boy, that's kind of a loaded question. I'm like, "Mm, could they be used for something good? Or how important are they to me? Is that what you're... Just asking you a question. I would, I mean. How important are they? Grand scheme of things, not very. So what would you say? Utmost importance. 
not important at all or somewhere in the middle. But if I had to pick, I'd say, and there's so much to all this, but I'm going to lean toward not important at all. All right, why? I mean, did you say family in there? No, but oh, okay. really just things in general. I, no, things. I didn't say family for a reason. What What we're talking about today is the idea of keeping things close to your mind, but far from your heart. Okay. So when I so when I was thinking about this, I thought, no, nah, I mean, family's going to be close to your heart for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, close to your, I mean, yeah, no, those things, if not family, but all those things, totally irrelevant. See, I, I don't think they're totally irrelevant because... Totally we have to have a place. We have to have shelter. We have to have food. You don't got We gotta. have to have clothes. You don't got it. I mean, we're not going to live very long if we don't. That's kind of as simple as that. Jesus did. You don't eat, you die. What about Jesus? If you don't, if you don't, he ate. No, I know, but shelter, thousand. money, yeah. houses, investments. No. Yeah, but he also no wasn't raising that. families. He wasn't, you know, he was evangelist traveling, you know, things mm-hmm. If you get caught in a hailstorm and you don't have a shelter to put your head under, you did. That's over for you. Is that more than coming back for you? Hitting stoned by Mother Nature. Yeah, right. So, uh, so you would go with like sorta. I would say in the middle, and the reason I, because I what I was trying, like, well, I mean, should we be? Because when I was thinking about this, the idea of this topic, I thought, well. I mean, if you don't want to, if you're trying to keep the idea of trying to keep something far from your heart, but close to your mind mm-hmm. suggests it is important. There are things that are have importance, but you sure don't want to let them have too much importance. Don't let them be into your heart. Idle in your right. life. Yeah. The idea of keeping them away and protecting them because mm-hmm. it's so easy, I think, to 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 go to one side or the other. It's easy to think, oh god, you know, we're going through the, and I think we've talked about it a little bit on the show so far. We're going through the through the radical series, the radical Bible study by David Platt. Yep. And it's so easy to fall into to fall into well, everything's evil, which is not in any way what he was saying on right on the Bible study, right. But everything's evil. We shouldn't have anything. If I if I have any possessions, I'm evil, you know. Um, and at the same time, it's easy to go all the way to the other side. Well, God didn't mean that. God wants me to be happy. God wants to be, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely things that we need. We're not all called to do the same thing. We're not all called to go, go be third world missionaries necessarily. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, it, you could have one thing, you know, one one point in life where you're this and then then another stage in life where God does call you to go do something. The Bible says there are different parts of the body of Christ. There's the arm, the leg, the eyes and ears and we're all different parts so that makes sense. I mean, we're not all called. But he could call us to go use our gifts. You know, you think about retirement. You know, I think one of our goals, um, we kind of have similar goals in that we'd like to be able to put more time into ministry as time goes on. Yes. Be able to have ourselves established enough that we don't have to collect pay from people or anything that we just 
able to do ministry. That's yeah. it. Um, really focus on that. You for you and Carrie, it would be you know y'all have talked about possibly once the kids are moved out and so forth, and y'all have a pretty big house. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, using it as a ministry. Yep. To people, right? Yes. So that's kind of what you know. Getting getting into the thought of what what are things that are of importance to us. What does it mean? What does it look like? Because um, my mind's on that radical thinking. What purpose? I guess that's what it's come down to. What is the purpose of these things in our lives? Mm-hmm. I always felt, I remember when I first got my first asset, which is usually for anybody, what? A car. A car. <laughs> That's right. You put me on the spot. You nailed it. And I nailed it. <laughs> He's all a car. But I didn't think about it. I didn't think if I'd have thought about it, I'd have been like, uh, a new pair of Reebok pumps? <laughs> that was what it was for me when I was 18. Reebok, Reebok pumps. pumps. <laughs> That's an asset. That's an asset. You rolling on those. Oh, I felt like I was pretty cool. Yours had a little basketball button. That's right. A little orange basketball. Yeah, orange basketball button. Yeah. I thought, the, the, what are those like? For, that'll take you to outer space right there. That was my thought. I felt like it would. A car is the first asset. And I remember when I uh, got my first vehicle and I was rolling down the Amarillo Boulevard and I was just thinking, is this mine? Yes, this is mine. Yeah, I have a car. But then again, it was, but but couldn't God use this somehow to, in his ministry? I could give somebody a ride. I could deliver something to somebody. Like there could be, this is a gift to me from God. And I think he wants me to use it to be that. It could be a taxi cab. Or um, then my second vehicle was a pickup truck. And I knew this could haul furniture for people. It, it and I'm physically capable. I could lift furniture if somebody needed it. I could do something with this. So yeah, it's it is an asset that can be used in the ministry. Anything is. But I I get where you're going with this. The the danger of it. Well, you know, talking about a car. It can it can be go from being a useful tool to being a prize possession mm-hmm. you, know, you have your second car in the garage nobody's allowed to drive my baby yeah you know that you type know, of deal I love my vehicle wash it you two know, times a week some, we use the word I love I love I love I love you love. know and start to get attached to things in such a way that that it becomes or at what point does it and again I'm not you know I've, I drive a really nice truck mm-hmm it's paid off. I paid it off, and I don't have any desire to get a new one or collect new debt. Nope. But it was a really nice truck when I bought it. Mm-hmm. It was brand new. It inspired me to buy my yeah. truck. And and uh, and so again, this is just kind of the part of discussion. But I mean, and look, this is this is something that I'm working through right now. What is what is okay? You know, how close is it? I. I I get my truck. It makes me happy. This and that. But how close? You know, at what point does it go from from being a tool that I use 
to get through life mm-hmm. that I used to serve the Lord to to becoming essentially an idol, to, an idol. to crossing that line, <clears throat> to crossing the line and becoming something beyond that goes from from the step of somewhat somewhere in between or somewhat important important somewhat important. important. That's right. The three stooges. You know, mm-hmm. to <laughs> important. Oh, that goes from somewhat important. <laughs> wow. Somewhat important. important. That could be a clip at the end. Um, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> from somewhat important to utmost important. You know, essentially kind of trying to keep things on the forefront of the mind. We should be thinking these things. We need to have a home. Mm-hmm. We need to have, or at least for this season of our life, like you said. Because you're right. Who uh, knows? Maybe at some point that changes and God has us go missionary to a third world country where we also, like Christ, have no place to lay our head. See, yeah. I know that I've, I've got three stepchildren, and I know that if I didn't have a home to bring them to, there would have been issues with Carrie looking at me as a good sign that God was wanting her to marry me. Well, before that, there'd be issues with you having a place for your kids to sleep. True. <laughs> True. And, but our overall ministry right now, we feel like is mm-hmm. first and foremost, our, our little babies mm-hmm. and, and no home. So it does stand to reason that God, I know God wanted Carrie and I to be married together. And I know he wanted us to raise these kids and I know he wanted us to minister to people together. Mm-hmm. But how hard would it have been for her to take me seriously without a home? Let's say if me and the kids were just <laughs> homeless. Well, it's interesting. That plays a role. Yeah, it definitely does. Here's a question. You know, in America, we're so blessed. I mean, we probably have more home than we need. We probably have more car than we need. We, you know, even though we're going through this economic crisis right now, is... At what point is enough enough? You know, Mm -hmm. it's always, you have to get bigger. Mm -hmm. You have to, and again, I I live in a fairly decent sized house by myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could say I'm the biggest hypocrite of all, but but the idea is just sitting here talking about this. At what point, and it is something I'm thinking about. I don't know where the Lord's leading me on this, but. But fairly big is a relative term. To somebody, fairly big is 500 square feet. To somebody else, fairly big is 10,000 square feet. I mean, it's God. what does God do? Is he speaking? Yeah. Is he telling you to be in this home that we're in right now? Yeah, well, I sure didn't ask, you know, when you know, <laughs> when I bought it. I mean, I just bought it. Uh-huh. And that that's getting down the kind of part of it. It's Are we sitting here thinking when we're buying things, when we're doing things, Is 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 it at the forefront of our mind is this within the will of God mm-hmm. or is this just within the will of me for sure big question and you, it, it this all begs one word out of the bible now I'm going to hit you again what word do you think that, that this subject begs one word out of the bible one word that fits this subject I mean, there's like millions of words in the Bible. Starts so with I'll, an S. I'm not even gonna feel bad about not knowing what you're about. Starts to say. with an S, ends with ship. 
Yeah, I mean, it's stewardship. <laughs> stewardship, right? I mean, God, God. Still, though, that, that wasn't a fair question at all. You're just weak at all, at all. Whatever. You haven't gotten any of you the need to read your Bible. I've hit you with at all. Read your Bible. I got one. So you're trying to come up with a crazy one? I threw it straight up. I bet. I bet all every single listener would have got that right. No, I bet not. Stewardship. Bet. Bet. Proceed, sir. Stewardship. Stewardship. The listener knows they're happy right now. They go, I got that. Henry didn't get that. No. They're like, there's something wrong with that Gabriel guy. And here you are whining. Dr. McCoy ended up, according to you. Mm. I beg to differ, sir. Stewardship. All right, so it comes down to stewardship. <laughs> stewardship is a part of this. You know what they're really saying? Can you all shut up and please, please continue, continue with the Yeah, yep, we're sorry. Yes, yes, we can. We're sorry. Okay, okay. I, I think that it's, this is a good thing to say God will give you what you need to best serve his desire for what he needs, his will for you to do his, his will. For you to do what he wants you to do, he'll give you what you need. In our case, I look at that house. We have six kids. We go, whoo, we need a big house. That's a lot of kids relative to us big. Mm -hmm. And we use this thing to do that. We use it to minister constantly. Mm -hmm. But it, it, so you, but it is important to pay attention and steward well. It's important to treat the property well, treat the vehicle well. But don't be loving it, right? Yeah. You don't want to be loving a thing. Your 67 red convertible Corvette. So, for example, let me ask you this. On that on that 67 red convertible Corvette idea, mm -hmm. that would essentially be, I mean, you think about people that get automobiles, and we're, we're mainly talking about, man, I'm not quite sure. I don't, I don't really. What do women do for hobbies? Uh, They buy clothes. Okay. They shop. Okay. They shop. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been married most of my life. So. <laughs> yeah. Just no, most of the time I've been do? living by myself. So I'm like, I do have sisters that do things, but they mainly like to, uh, let's see. Carrie loves a new seasonal outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And Jenny likes to, to work on projects and. Her grass, her trees, her shrubbery, yeah. the yard. You or know. those signs and stuff that she would do that are really cool. Mm-hmm. And then Leah likes, Leah, I mean, her kids, like that's her whole life, uh -huh. basically. Uh -huh. So her kids actually are her hobbies on top of it. <laughs> kids, hobbies, well, life, she likes to decorate. Everything on top. Well, Leah that's her to business. Decorate. But, but she, she does like to it. do that. But, but question being, and Boo is photography. Yeah. You know, she loves photography. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so much the idea of hobbies. I mean, good, bad, indifferent. Where, because we're again coming to the forefront, where do these things stand? Is it, is it, our hobbies okay? Are they good? Where do they stand? In my personal opinion, they feel like something that's part of the way God made me. Uh, I'm like, you know, certain, certain fun mm -hmm. things that are not sinful, mm -hmm. like riding a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Or working on a car in a shop, working on this, working bicycling. on bicycling. Yeah. Bicycling. I love to bicycle. 
martial arts. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm not trying to do that, but I love the art that comes with it. There's a, there's a rhythm to hand-to-hand combat, wrestling. There's a tempo. You get to change the tempo up mm-hmm. on somebody, and suddenly you got them. Boom. There's, there's a lot to it. And then there's the physical side of it that you want to be in good shape so you can do good mm-hmm. martial arts and good techniques. And so, you know, I, 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 but I think God made me a warrior. He made me a man. I'm a man. And if I could battle physically all day long, I would love that. See, I would say, and, I, and I'm on board with you on that. I, I would say, you know, when you start jumping into things like saying, oh, it's not okay to do hobbies, it's not okay to do this and that, you start, it's, it's, you have to be careful not to, when you're analyzing your walk with the Lord, not to jump into the legalistic side of things. Yes. Which I've, I've done in the past. And I think, I think hopefully everybody does that whenever you're trying to work out your salvation, which with much fear and trembling, trembling. you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Hopefully you do. Hopefully every now and then you do get overly legalistic because you, you want to be so cautious not to just fall into, no, God's going to love me no matter what. Right. This whole idea of the world that, you know. You need a balance. Yeah, you need a balance. And so, yeah, you know, having things like hobbies, and the, but, but they can begin to take an unhealthy place in our lives. At the same yeah. time, they're a good thing because, look, mm-hmm. I play piano for a hobby. You know, that's mm-hmm. so I'm trying to learn to do that, and, and it brings me peace. I've talked about a little bit on here how, how, you know, my blood pressure stuff, which it's almost in check. Tammy, I know Tammy, Tammy, my counselor, my wonderful counselor is listening to this and thank you, Tammy. I appreciate it. <laughs> but she did, she brought up, you know, what's the story on your heart? How come you didn't bring that up so I could be in agreement with prayer, you know, yeah. with you in prayer. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I apologize for that. I'm like, yeah, that's right. But I don't, I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff. But on the podcast, we just get real. You know, we just you're... talk about whatever. We're just talking here, keeping it real. And open. so, anyway, my blood pressure the other day was now down to 122 over 78. I yes. feel like it's headed in the right direction. And, yes. And that's all good. But going back to when I when I first was really kind of having some chest pains and and haven't, you know, and, and, and it was, I think it was a little bit cause I was living kind of unhealthy life and also a little bit, or I think more than a little bit that I, I was just kind of walking in anxiety. And so that's a whole nother story. I don't know. I can't remember if we've even done a podcast on that yet, but if we haven't, we should. You're bouncing. Well, I'm trying to keep up. But, I mean, my mind's got a I know. million I things going focus. On. But the piano helped yeah. to coming back to the idea of the hobby. It, it helped to ease the stress. My heart rate would go down. Okay. Yes. I would relax. And that seems I would good. stop thinking about all the other things that were anxiety, causing me anxieties. And it would help me to calm down. Mm-hmm. And come into a peaceful place, right? So I think that's the way hobbies can be good and should be kept on our mind, but not allowed to seep into our heart. Right. Right. Not right. Not to start to get to to, to a certain point that we can't walk away from it. That's called the danger zone. Yeah. Danger zone. You don't want to end Will up Robertson. on the highway to the danger zone. Will Robertson. Danger Zone. Danger Will Robinson. But I changed it up. 
Yeah. It's bad when something starts to reach that place in your heart where you love it. What is the verse? It's not the the love of money is the root of all evil, is it? It's the love of things is the root of all evil, isn't it? Am I right on this or am I not right? Yeah, the love of money. Yeah. Is it the love of money or was it the love of things? It's the love of it's money. Kind of it's the kind of the same thing. thing. It's kind of and the same it, thing. It, it's that, that spot where is it like you said, I love it, seeping in because we don't originally start out. But don't you, you start to get good at something and you start to really fall in love with it. You start becoming good at architecture, engineering, you know, you, you may fall, find your falling in love with it. Playing an instrument, dirt bike, basketball, you know, whatever the case may be. If you're to where it, it becomes you, almost you, an addiction. Yeah. It feels good to be good at stuff. You want to be doing that more than you want to be doing the things of the Lord. Yeah. You want to be doing that more than you're spending time in prayer. You're spending time with your family. You're spending time in the scripture. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. You're, you're, is there something that gets, and I, and the reason I'm thinking about this is because I felt a little bit guilty as if I had done this, mm-hmm. but are you, are you so looking forward to something that if somebody needs you in that moment and it's not you, the yep. thing you're looking forward to yep. is either me time yep. or hobby time Can't or whatever the case may be that you kind of. You know, somebody hits you with something and says, hey, I, I need some prayer. And you just hit them back with, hey, man, I got you. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer for you. But you know in your heart it would be a good idea to call that person. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should, but you're tired, but you're this. And, I, and I'm talking about me. I'm talking about a me situation. Mm-hmm. This happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just felt like, I just felt like, well, you know, I will say a prayer for this person. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I felt like I should call this person and have you know talk to them for how long they them. need to talk. Yep, get get reach out and be a little closer. Offer mm-hmm. that true brotherhood, mm-hmm. carrying the burden together. And and so so for in that case, it was rest that I was looking forward to. I was exhausted. I think football was on that night or something, and I just yeah. just wanted to escape everything and. And hop on the television and go numb for a little Check bit. Check this out. See what you think of this. Is it, this one's always baffled me. A Christian UFC fighter. Like these guys are getting into that octagon and beating each other silly. And some of these guys I've seen over the years are like, glory to God. Praise to God. And I'm like, golly, that just... Doesn't yeah. feel right to but me. But it's their living, so I think it's a little. It, it comes out a little bit. Uh, oh, so it's, if it's their living, then no. But I'm not saying. I'm like that. Don't make sense to me. You're beating somebody up for a living, and then yeah, that's just never made sense to but me. But you're not gonna watch a UFC anymore. And I'm not in there beating someone up, saying you're supporting it. This is the way. <laughs> Am I Jesus? Are you trying to Jesus me? I'm not well, you're bringing up the topic. I'm bringing up the topic because the guy that's fighting, I've seen it. That's his ministry. I, it's been years since mm-hmm. this guy, but he he had Jesus tattoos and everything, mm-hmm. and he his he he spoke of God and everything. It was like his ministry, yeah. 
And I think at that point, your gift kind of became something else. Yeah. You're a man, and men are known to battle for righteousness' sake. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that one that I was like, I've never been able to wrap my mind around that one. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Did that know. seep in? Did that seep into him? You know, or to yeah. anybody doing Like, hmm. I can't see that. Just in, anyway, just throwing yeah. an interesting. I don't know. That's a toughie because because then you get to well, football is football evil because because they're nailing the crap out of each other and you know doing this and that and could, could kill each other. Could you know could we've seen we paralyzed saw, saw, people, broken bones, yeah, knocked out on the field. You know all this kind of stuff. So so yeah. so football is. Is definitely a religious sport, huh? Nah. Nah. A religious sport? Yeah, you're almost saying justifying football. I'm like, no, no. If it baseball, there you go. I'm like, that's one that just there's no it's not like that. You're just playing a game. But yeah, you're right. Football. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody loves football, but to what to what point is that but at least I can understand a little bit more in those cases because it's their, but but in in regards to to it's their livelihood, it's their living. Um, now we could get into a whole nother debate yeah. as to whether or not it's right or not, but but um, but the idea being, you know, it, what I, th- I think essentially the difference between the heart and the mind is is what level of importance are we giving something? Is it something that we're able to walk away from? In the moment, you know, at a moment's notice, are we able to drop it? And while you think about, you know, the movie Heat, you gotta be away, you know, willing to walk away at a moment's notice. You know, remember, <laughs> remember Robert De Niro? Yeah, that's the gig, or that's right. the that's the that's the something the game, or I don't know something. He said, yeah, he's like you. Yeah, now he was a criminal and bad guy, but he was saying you you have to be able to walk away. He ends up walking away from his woman at the end. He's all fallen in love with throughout the movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry to play spoiler, but it came out in the 90s. I don't feel too bad about it. But it's a really good movie. I hope I didn't ruin it for you. But he ends up walking away from the woman that he's in love with because he's like, you got to be able to to get away from the police. The heat. Yeah. The criminal life. At a moment's notice. It's kind of like that, though. We have to be willing to walk away. Are we able to walk away from something? I think it's a good test. As to, as to where our hearts lie, because is, is this is it in our minds and something that's important to us and that's helpful to us? It's a two sided coin. You need to steward well what you what you've got, what God gives you to work with, mm-hmm. but you don't need to make it your idol, right? I think uh, this is all kind of it's like there's nothing wrong with some of this stuff. But that there could be something wrong with every bit of it. Kids even idolize, uh, parents even idolize their children. Children's are a blessing. Children are a blessing to to people, but they can be turned into not a blessing, a curse. You idolize your kids. There's something wrong there. Let me ask you this: What's a downfall to idolizing any of these things? Since we're on the conversation, like say for instance, clothing. Mm-hmm. Idolizing clothing. So I'm going to buy more clothes. I have the money to do it. Okay. So now you just spent money on something that you didn't need. Okay. And now 
Clothing goes with vanity, doesn't it? But who's to say you want to look who's good? To say if I need clothing's there to make you look a certain way, right? Right. You wearing a toga? Nah. Where's your toga? I'm not wearing a toga. You're wearing a t-shirt. I wear a toga. You wear a t-shirt because I'm gonna show up to one of these podcasts wearing a toga. Please don't. I mean, you brought it up. Toga party. Toga party. People wear clothes to make themselves look the way they think people want to see them look. I have learned this because Carrie tells me about trendy things. I learn about trendy things. See, that's why I don't get married. So I don't have to hear about trendy things. No, it's fun. <laughs> I don't want to. There's a little part of me that kind of goes, this is kind of fascinating. You're telling me that the, that if I wear this thing, it looks what people are thinking today. Somehow, magically, we know what all people think. It looks right. It's fascinating. Wow. The whole world changed, basically. This is what the world says is what you're supposed to wear. It's fascinating. I don't, I, my clothes are the same every day, I don't, but I'm a dude. And I'm girls, girls love the trendy stuff. I don't but care. You wear the clothes. I don't like the trendy. You wear the clothes to. Does my mind think that's cool? Then that's what's trending in my mind. And then I'm good to go. Right. But clothes, how they're an idol. Or whatever yeah, you were yeah. saying, you know. I just, just, just again. I think so. My thoughts anything are, could be. You could. My thoughts are you. You put too much value into something. Too yeah, much. That's it. You have to have more of it. You have to have more of it. It, it affects you. Okay. I mean, it can. It can affect your inside, your spirit. You, your gluttony, relying on those things to get yourself value, your self worth. Yes. And where should that come from? God only. God the Father. Then you're spending. Way too much money on that, and you're focused on spending money. How can I get more money so I can get more clothes? How can I get my? I don't want to just seem like I'm beating up on women, but no, sure. How can Whatever I? How can I? How can I get more money so I can put more money into my car that I'm building? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I get more money so I can take my martial arts skills over to China and, and, you and think show about them that. what a bad dude I am? You think about that, and you go, your heart should desire to all that energy to build the kingdom. But right. yeah, how can I how can I that shift much. It? how can I take money to bless the poor? I mean, it's hard. Look, if you just look at stats and I don't know what the stats are, but I do know a lot of of western Christianity doesn't tithe. Most don't. Mm-hmm. No. So we don't even want to no. tithe. They're not tithing. Um whatever amount, and we're not going to get into the debate of what amount you should tithe, but it really is it's a matter of just the heart. it's between you and God. <clears throat> and a lot don't tithe at all. Ten percent, much less thinking about. Well, I I do rule of thumb ten percent. That's <laughs> yeah. that's the easiest way. I want to at least have a baseline. Yeah, something to work with there. Because because and we're gonna read some scriptures at the end. Uh, but but because I just feel like the best way we you and I talked about it and mm-hmm. the whole idea that of closing everything out and let the Bible have the final word on everything. You first and that. but but. Much less seeing the poor, you know, Gabe, like thinking about seeing the poor, the people that are in need, finding ways. I mean, are we going out? We're not, we're not focused on in general and, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but in general, it doesn't seem like we're not focused on how can I find somebody to bless? You know, how can I take some money? Even how cool would it be to set up a fund that okay, I'm gonna set aside this amount. I'm tithing for sure every time, whatever that is between you and God, so that my heart 
is for sure always to God. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get that out of my pocket. And I used to be bad at tithing, mm-hmm. but I just love God so much that I'm like, I don't want this in my pocket. I want it to bless God's kingdom and, and starts with the tithe. What, what if you started a different fund and say, I'm going to take, that's actually a cool idea, but say, I'm going to take money out that I was going to spend on this or I was going to spend mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm going to lower the money that I had planned to, to spend on clothes, car, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to start a little separate thing that I put money in and I pray about how God wants me to use that money to bless somebody, you know, or something. You know what I saw on TikTok? Huh? I saw this guy who's clearly got plenty of money. He goes up on this TikTok. He knocks, he goes to the ghetto, to the projects of this big city or wherever somewhere. And he knocks on the door of one of these apartment rooms and the mother answers the door. Looks like a single mother. He's like, Hey, I'd like to take your kids to Disney world or land or whatever. How would that be? Or some theme park. Mm-hmm. I forget. And the little kids, all of a sudden they come running, Disneyland. Up. <laughs> they come running up to the door and, uh, they're like, Whoa, Whoa, what did we just hear? And, the kids are like, what? They're like 10 years old, eight years old. And they're like, what? And he's like, would y'all like to go to the theme park today? And they're like, yes. And he goes, well, will you do me a favor. You go knock on all the doors of this place and tell every kid they we're going to the theme park. Can you do that? And they're like, yeah. And they ran and I mean, it must have been 100 kids. This guy took them all. He recorded their little fun they were having, splashing around, riding stuff. And he went and did, you know, blessed them. You know? Mm-hmm. He blessed he blessed the poor. Yeah. He went over there and that's how he, you know, who knows? Was it for TikTok clicks or whatever likes and stuff? Who knows? But he did it. And I'm like looking for a way to bless people. You see lots of videos where they're giving it to the person on the street. Here's... Here's a thousand dollars, but they don't tell them. Just give them a, a little envelope, and it has a letter on it that says, "God bless you today," in your in your time of struggle and need. And I mean, then the person sees in there, and they're like, "Whoa!" They start looking around. Whoa! What just happened? And it's just a way to where where's your heart at with your money? Where's your heart at with your vehicle, your clothing? Is this stuff used to serve career? Your career? Yeah, that's a good one. Where's your heart at with whatever it was God blessed you with? What's the motivation behind everything we do? I think it's is ultimately what it comes down to. How we doing for time? Boy, this time is passing by today. Let me get Gabe to some some scripture reading. We should probably get to some scripture reading here. And I know you've got some pulled up there. I do. Bust a rhyme. Per Bust your a scripture rhyme. Which one are you reading? You want me to go first? Hit it. I got one I'm going to read out at the end, but yeah, hit it on that dude. I think you said Matthew 6, 19 was what we've got 21, yes, sir. Oh, 19 through 21. Okay. So what I've got here is do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. And that's, that's just got to be one of the just the clearest ways to put it. Yeah. One, and one of the most famous. Jesus was famous. smart like that. Jesus was Sally. He where your where treasure is. That's where your heart is. That's where your heart is. Yeah. And he's just, it's so easy to comprehend. And I, I think that's, again, getting back to hobbies, getting to careers. You know, you, you, you see people that dive so hard into their careers that that becomes their identity. That becomes their life. It's everything. Is your treasure in that? Is that treasure? Is that your identity? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Tom Brady the other day and, yeah, and, uh, and how they're story. talking about filing for divorce and all yeah, this kind of right, stuff. Yeah. And, and the wife seems to be up. Giselle Bunchin seems to be upset about the, you know, because he won't retire from football. And, and it, it just, I don't know. I don't know him, but he actually retired in this off season and came back and it, and it, you know, he's considered by most the greatest player of all time. Yeah. And it, it just, you can't help but think, is that where his identity lies? And and yeah. you see the effects to the point that it's destroying his family, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. And I don't think that he doesn't love her. It seems like he does to me and, but, but it seems like he loves this more. You know, you've kind of gotten your stuff shifted to where that's where your heart lies. That's where your treasure's at. Mm-hmm. That's where your heart lies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. is our treasure in God or is it in this possession? Because if it's in God, we're going to be willing to walk away from whatever it is. Yeah. You know, okay, what you got next? Mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew 10, 10. verse... Uh, let's see here. 16. 16. Okay. Ten sixteen. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep amidst the wolves. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Behold, and this is who I am sending you out as sheep amidst the wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. I mean, to me, that speaks to wise wisdom of the mind. Gentle of doves talking about our spirit. Mm-hmm. Innocent as doves, talking about our spirit or our heart. You know, we are. We're in the middle of. We we have to be wise in how we're handling things. Be it our careers, uh, be it our families, mm-hmm. be it our households, things of that nature. We're using wisdom and how we deal with these things, but being careful to keep our hearts innocent and non polluted by the possessions of the world. And by the things of the world to where we're able to walk away. I think this is an interesting use of this verse. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like it. I like yeah. it. I mean, how many times have people said, I've read this verse and gotten a different thing from it a hundred times. I'm like, yeah, I like this one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm twisting a little bit, okay, maybe. But but it still stands. He meant. Not my intent to be clear. <laughs> he's saying be wise. He, he goes, he, I know, he knows we, we're going to encounter all sorts of demonic attack, satanic attack. Satan was, Satan was going to come from every angle. And he knew that. And I'm like, and in this case, we're talking about idolatry, right? Yeah, essentially. That's, you know? It's funny. That's not really what we started out. This podcast right. we're talking about it, but it really has led to the thought of making things your idols. Yeah. Being careful not to do it. Yep. Yeah. Stewardship versus idolatry. And um I do I love that. He's saying be wise against all attacks of the evil one. 
Satan, Lucifer, he's coming. He's coming. Be wise. Be aware. Be sharp and shrewd. He's coming, and he's got a plan to mess you up. And and uh, having knowing how to manage your your finances, that's close to your mind, but not letting him be your your God is saying, but far from your heart. I like that. It's it's clear. Things can seep into your soul and into your heart where they don't belong. Mm-hmm. But you need to know them. You need to know how to manage finances. Some people are so blessed with finance. And they they can't help but make us stacks of money. And it's a gift that they seem to have. And that's I don't think that's wrong. But yeah. it's, it's wrong no, I don't think it, so either. It's wrong when it seeps into your heart where you love yeah, are you at a point where where you're able to walk away from whatever it may be or give away or sell sell and give the poor, whatever the case may be, with whatever this item is? I told this guy one time, I bought my last house from him. He was a millionaire. He had like $6 million or something. And um, he was talking about how he didn't want to, he was tired of the way that his kids wanted that money and all this stuff. And we were hanging out at his house uh, late, just just hanging out, him and me. And he was just telling me all this hardship about the money. I, you know what I told him? I said, I said, hey, man, burn it. Leave yourself enough to, you know, do what you need to do for the rest of your life or whatever. You know, keep a half a million. You already own all your property. Take that other five and a half million and just go burn it. He looked at me like, uh, I'm like, that's right, old timer. If it is a curse and you ain't got a clue what to do with that. I don't give a hoot against men's law. Let's go donate it. I don't give a hoot. He wasn't he dude, he was a hard poor. man. He was a hard man, brother. He'll give it to the poor. Nah. I, 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 yeah. Nah. But, nah. Well, for <laughs> yeah. this this nice try. You, you're making me look bad. <laughs> he he was a hard, hard man. And he would, I just told him, this is a noose around your neck. Go burn that money. It's just money. Well, that's the same thing. Giving it to the poor. No, I give it to the give poor. It. He just, I was just trying to go, man, you need the Lord in your life mm-hmm. there, sir. And we were talking, and it just, it was an interesting thing. I'm like, he was like, mm, I don't know. You could see it in his eyes, but I also saw for a second there, he was thinking about it. And I'm like, you need to release this. It's an idol in your life. He he worked a hundred hours a week for decades to make that money because yeah. such he was a, a difference worker. between close to your mind, close to your heart. Let me read this last scripture, Psalm sixty-two. Cool. Uh, I'm cutting out verse three and four because it's David railing against these dudes that are railing against him. You know how he does that. Uh-huh. So, but that doesn't really have too much to do with the rest of it. So, okay. Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2, and then verses 5 through 12. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is my God. 
Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. Hmm. A lot in that. Mm-hmm. A lot in that. I like that. Shall we close in prayer? Yes. Make and it make it so. Make it so. Number one. Well, no, I shouldn't be saying <laughs> that to you. Make it so. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. God, thank you for the opportunity to do ministry. Thank you that you would allow me to do so with my flawed self. Lord, please help us to keep things in their proper place, to keep possessions, items, anything of this world in their proper place and always to have you set at the top and so far above that as your scripture says that it looks like we hate these other things. Help us to serve you well, Lord. Please bless everybody listening to this podcast and grow them spiritually, mentally. Father, better prepared to go out and do your works. Father, we love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Jesus, are you trying to Jesus me? I'm not. Oh, you're Jesus. bringing up the topic.